Well, welcome back. This is segment three uh, of a fascinating uh, discussion that I was uh, able to have with um, Sanjay Srivastava, who is the Chief Digital Officer at Genpact. And uh, Sanjay and I have been talking through the some of the great technology advances that we're all starting to experience and the opportunities around AI and, and big data. Um, but we've also talked in the segment two, we talked about the challenges, many challenges. So, you know, it, it's certainly something that, that we've realized, I think, more and more that we have to create a, a strategy, a data-driven business strategy and culture. Uh, and so we're going we're gonna to focus on that right now. So the, the, the first aspect we want to look at is, you know, how do you, how do you choose? How does an organization choose what to work on? This, it seems like there's just so many different things. So when it comes down to formulating this strategy, how do we choose? It's a great question, Derek. Um, you know, we see so much in the industry uh, across the corporations we serve. There's innovation rooms, there's centers of expertise, there's different teams that are being spread out, spun out, there's innovation labs and so on and so forth. And I'll tell you, from our learning, from my view, the best way to pick something is to get the business completely engaged and involved. And the reason for that is, you know, I often say this, that it's not 100% accurate, but I think gets the point across I don't think the world really needs another machine learning engineer. It doesn't really need another AI scientist. Not by the way we do, right? But bear with me as I make the point. Uh, what the world really needs is business people that understand AI. We need that manufacturing uh, shop floor engineer that understands computer vision. We need that financial analyst that is looking at spreadsheets all day that understands pattern recognition and data analytics. We need um, the, the, the customer support person that's on the phone with you to be able to interact with conversational AI and get next best action recommendations so that when you are about to hang up on the back end of a call, they can say, Derek, wait a minute, most of the people that have asked me the question you just asked me, and, and thank you for staying with me, I've answered that, will likely come back in two weeks and ask me this other question. And in case that happens to be you, here's what it is. And you've just solved something that might happen two weeks from now, right? So these are the kinds of, you know, uh, opportunities, this is where the value really comes through. And it comes through not because just an AI engineer is able to do something. It, it comes because there's a convergence of sciences. There's that intersection of business and AI. It's the, it's the combination of, of process nuance and industry knowledge and domain depth. And that intersecting with large language models or generative AI, and data and analytics, et cetera. And so the first thing I tell you is when you pick projects, right, it cannot be, you know, the data science team or the AI team sort of goes out and says, you know, here'd be something that'd be really interesting. What do you guys think? It has to be, how do you bring the right people together from business, from the industry, from the data science, from the AI teams, and then say, you know, how could we reimagine the value proposition at its core? Mm. But we had to do it differently. What are the, what would the new process look like, right? I'll give you an example. We were in a scenario with an insurance company and uh, the topic at hand was, well, here's how we do things. And, and you can imagine, you know, um, you know, let's assume I have an auto insurance and uh, unlucky, but once in a while you end up having an accident and therefore you have to sort of fill out a set of forms, give some information, et cetera. And we we're sort of looking at all of that stuff and saying, okay, how do we make it better? And we said, actually, you know what, instead of someone sending in something and people sitting and reading all these things and trying to classify it, why don't we just 
allow mobile application to take a photograph, to be able to JPEG your driving license in your identity, to be able to automatically connect to your policy, to be able to figure out the size of the damage that's happened by visually inspecting it with the computer vision uh, AI capability, being able to come with an estimate, and within minutes of you actually inputting it, come back and say, Derek, you're pre-authorized to do this, that, and the other, and if you hit this boundary, then come talk to us. And that changes the value. It changes the the stickiness of that experience. It 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 just it's a very different uh, discussion. I'll give you another example. We're talking to uh, someone in the wealth management industry, and they're saying, "Listen, you know, we have a scenario where you know our wealth managers are talking to clients all the time. And you know, five years ago, I would have sent an email to my wealth manager saying, "Listen, you know, thanks for this uh, meeting on Friday, but it turns out I can't really make it. It's my son's." you know, 15th or five years ago. So let's just say it's the uh, uh, 13th birthday and it's an important one. I want to be able to make it. So let's cancel that. Well, you know what? The date of that email, the age of my son uh, is all sitting somewhere, right? And if we can use all of that and and drive this and come back 18 years, uh, five years later on that day, I get an email basically saying, listen, I know it's your son's birthday. You're most, and living based on the demographics and the area you live in, you're most likely going to be buying a car and he's going to be driving. If so, here are the three insurance companies that we work with that we have had really good relationships with. Well, that changes the way I interact, the way they interact with me, right? So these are the kinds of opportunities that are coming through and they're not coming by people looking at data and interrogating it ad nauseum. They're not coming because they're saying, well, LLMs are there finally, and let's just now go and start applying it. They're coming because someone is trying to intersect the business process. They're thinking about the domain and the industry and they're reimagining the way they want to deliver value and they're making those experiences much more sticky. And so that's the first thing I tell you, which is you gotta get that right. And the way to pick projects is to get the right people in the room. Mm. Yeah, very important. So I think one of the key things that you, you spoke about there is, is really the way that people have done stuff in the past, you know, as opposed to getting them to imagine, to reimagine how they should do things going forward. And, and it seems to me that you know, a lot of businesses have tended to react to things as opposed to being proactive. And, and perhaps a lot of it has been because they haven't had the information at their fingertips. They, they haven't known about, you know, certain things that have happened, interactions, et cetera, that have happened with that customer before to be able to see patterns, to be able to detect that something's going to happen. And now we can be proactive about it. So, but you know, whenever you whenever you start saying, "Okay, now we're going to change the way we do things around here," <laughs> that's that's an interesting step that you're about to take to get from reactive to proactive to change the culture, etc. How how are you seeing you know the most successful companies approaching that type of thing? You know, Derek, it's got to start with you. Uh, when I say you, um, you know, it's the chief technology officer, the chief data officer, the chief digital officer, in some cases, the chief AI officer, or this, just the CIO, chief information officer. Um, they've got to sort of look internally and look at their organizations. Um, and they have to think about what is the core of their vision, their mission statement. You know, I come across so many scenarios, and we've all been there, Um where the role and the objective, the mission and the goal for a large data science organization is actually producing reports and insights. And if I produce a report, I gave you that insight, you know, I've done my job for the day. Thank you very much. I feel great about it, right? Pat on the back. And that's good, right? There's nothing wrong with that. It's good. But the reality is that doesn't get to business outcomes. Mm -hmm. And so 
the first thing you've got to do is what is my organization really responsible for? Are they responsible for getting the data in order? Are they responsible for getting the right insights out to the people? Are they responsible for producing reports that are accurate, that can be used for decision science? Of course, yes to all of those things, checkbox. But in actually, are they responsible for business results? Are they asking a responsible to come back and saying, you know, Derek, thanks for those questions, but here are the three questions you didn't even know to ask. And I can give you that because I understand the business and I understand the data and I understand the, the capabilities of AI. And then how do you actually tear this whole organization away from, um, from task to outcome, from data science projects to business results, right? And that's the transition you have to go through. Um, and I think it starts with you. I think it starts with your organization and I'm speaking to my peers and I was one, of, by the way, this is the role I served at Genpak uh, for the last 10 years. By the way, before that, I was a startup entrepreneur. I don't want you to get the sense that I'm just a big company guy. So I built four startup companies, many of them in data and analytics, AI. And so um, I spend a lot of time with startup CEOs now helping them sort of solve the obvious problem they have with AI, which is perfect landing, wrong airport, right? And a lot of that is just around, you know, how do you design it right? How do you come up with the right problem set? And how do you have a, a go-to-market strategy that, that, is, that, that makes sense in the context of business problems? And so I think that's it. That's the answer. The answer is starts with you've got to live it, you've got to breathe it, and you've got to change the role of your organization and the things you're going to hold yourself accountable to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very good. Sanjay, I think we, we're kind of drawing to a close here, but before we before we say goodbye to our audience, I, I think one thing that would be useful would be to kind of step back from our three-segment discussion here and, and think about what is the what would be your major uh, points to advise people to do right now? So they, they they've heard the discussion, that it, it's resonated with them. What must we do? I think the I think the thing I would tell you in two words is start now. Mm -hmm. uh, the reality is it's not perfect. It's not 100% there. Uh, but the early movers and the early advantage that will come to the people that actually do invest in it and do get ahead of it is going to be disproportionately large. And if you're not a forward-thinking, forward-moving corporation, you're likely to get completely left behind. The way to do that, but it's a great statement and it's kind of nice and it's obvious everyone gets it, but like how do you translate that kind of into day-to-day? -day? And I think the way you do that is you really have to own driving change and culture and you have to bring awareness to the company. Um, we, by the way, uh, on a completely side note, uh, put out uh, a, a GPT-3 hackathon for 110,000, 115, something in that range, employees last night. And obviously the whole thing crashed because we were not ready for all of the, all the engagement and excitement that has come on the back of that. But these are not computer science people. These are process analysts and business decision makers. And we're engaging them in a manner that is very systematic to get them exposed to the possibilities of AI and technology, to get them to personally experience and feel it and sense it. And then obviously we're putting some guardrails and we're giving them suggestions and we're giving them the data to get started with so you actually work off of the right thing. Uh, but that's the kind of thing you need to do. Because, and by the way, the tons of data available. I was speaking with a uh, with a, a pairs, which is one of the largest uh, healthcare pair systems in the U.S., and they systematically take a ton of data, obviously anonymized, etc., and make it available in a sandbox for people to come in and test new algorithms. And their approach to life is: we're not going to build all the best AI, but you know what? We're going to bring um, 
a mechanism in place to get everyone engaged and the best people with the best algorithms will acquire them, joint venture with them, will do something with them, right? But it's that engagement, it's that participation, it's how do you get every one of your employees? How do you get most of your partners? How do you actually possibly even get your customers? And if you're thinking big, you have to be thinking like that. And then you have to get awareness, you have to get training, you have to have the right sandboxes, you have to have these hackathons that I just give you an example about, which uh, as soon as I get off this call, I'm going to have to go look at what's happening um, because it's completely sold out. Uh, they're the sorts of things to be doing. And I just encourage every one of us, myself included, to sort of keep pushing the boundaries of that, to keep innovating and the frontiers of you know where the world's headed because there's so much more to come and there's so much value we can deliver. Fantastic. Yeah. Jump right in and uh, you know, obviously keep keep all the things in mind that, that you've highlighted for us in terms of strategy and, and culture and challenges, et cetera. Um, you know, and, and be circumspect about whenever you want to use stuff that's directionally accurate or specifically correct. I think very, very valid points that you've raised for us. Thank you, uh, Sanjay, for joining me uh, and, uh, and having these discussions. I think um, our audience is going to really uh, appreciate some of, the, uh, some of the, the words of wisdom that you've shared with us. Uh, so, Derek, uh, you're very kind. Thanks for having me here. I really enjoyed it as well. Look forward to more. Yeah, excellent, excellent. And to the audience, please visit cdomagazine.tech for additional interviews. Uh, but um, uh, apart from that, go forward and do lots of good old data and AI. <laughs>